solo mente. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to a Tuesday edition of Locked On Texans, your daily Texans talk and news podcast. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. Today's show is brought to you by Williamson and Peacock. Just want to let you guys know about the NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson. Host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news, insights on every team, every game and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or on Odyssey. And I can't do this show without maybe the greatest co-host across the platform, none other than Cody Davis, Texans reporter for ESPN Houston and USA Today Texans Wire. And as always, please remember to follow me on social media at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. On this Tuesday installment of Locked on Texans, John and I are going to continue breaking down the Texans' new quarterback in Davis Mills, what I like in him, and why he might be a little bit more underrated than a lot of people like to give him credit for. And then we're going to look at which rookie has the most impact heading into the 2021 season. And then later on, we're going to, of course, revisit the 2021 NFL draft for the Houston Texans. And we're going to take a look at why the Houston Texans did not draft a defensive lineman, especially considering the number of linebackers who will now be converting over to a defensive end. However, let's get this show kicked off with the Texans' newest member in Davis Mills. Now, John, on yesterday's show, you talked about what you like and didn't like about davis mills and you know i think there is more to davis mills than a lot of people like to give him credit for mills's biggest strength as you mentioned on yesterday is his mechanics and his arm strength and you said on yesterday how he is a quarterback a young quarterback i might add who already can make a lot of good nfl throws i like that however john what I like most about Davis Mills, and it's something that I do not believe he get enough credit for, is his athleticism. He is somewhat of a mobile quarterback. Now, with that being said, is he your typical 2021 mobile quarterback like Lamar Jackson? Or, you know, of course, I'm going to keep it here in the city of Houston. Like we have seen in Deshaun Watson over the last four years. Hell no. But he can be mobile when he needs to be. He can get his team the first down when needed. And what I like most about Mills is mobility, that he is a quarterback who uses his mobility to get out of the pocket when the pocket starts to collapse. John, that is really big to me because we all know that Davis Mills might be the traditional pocket quarterback however unlike guys we saw in the past like a Drew Brees or a Tom Brady he knows how to use his mobility to escape those sacks and not cost a team unnecessary yardage however with that being said John 
you mentioned one of the negatives that you don't like in Davis Mills. You you kind of called him a one-read quarterback, even though that is true. And, of course, that is something he really has to improve on playing at the NFL level. He can use his mobility to keep the play alive, and that's going to be really big for him playing on the NFL level. You take a look at his pro day. He did run a 4-6 during his 40-yard dash. I do believe, John, the listeners, and John, you can let me know if you agree with this statement or not but you look at his talent and you look at the possibility that he has a chance to develop into at least a quality starting quarterback to me john and listeners i don't think it's fair to say that davis mills ceiling is tom savage or matt schaub i've seen a lot of people comparing him to those type of guys me personally i'm not going to say he reminds me of this player or that player but what i'm going to say When you look at the talent and the potential that he is coming into this league with, you give him a year or two to develop. I do believe he has what it takes to be a quality starter in this league and possibly for the Houston Texans. Now, John, with that being said, the problem you have with Davis Mills, is it because you believe that he is just not good or is it because there isn't enough film he doesn't have enough experience on the collegiate level to make you believe that he is the quarterback that the texans nine times out of ten might be moving forward with when they decide to move on from deshaun watson number one you're right 11 games started in three years that's not nearly enough tape to find was the number one pro style quarterback coming out of college coming out of high school in 2017 and, and uh, he did play for David Shaw in Stanford, a pro style of offense. So he's prepared in a sense. And as I admitted yesterday on the show, he can make every throw. Like his talent is there, but with the limited film that we have on him, there's too many inconsistencies. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm a guy like this. I, I put it like this. If you don't get your guy, like I said yesterday, you go with the best available. When we've we've seen teams screw up their draft because they didn't get their guy and they didn't be smart enough to trade back because they didn't want to screw it up and, and get better at you know certain positions. And the amount of better players at that pick, I thought you should have went that way. And later in the show, like we said, we'll talk about why the Texans did not address more of the DN position when you have. Uh, so many different three, four linebackers converted to a traditional defensive end. But I just don't like the inconsistencies out of Davis Mills. I, I don't like the fact that, you know, there could be a strong possibility that he doesn't amount to not even Matt Shaw. I do think he'll be in a great position. I think he'll have, you know, decent pieces around him with the coaching staff to learn from the years of experience in the NFL they have, he's still coming from a David Shaw team led team. And, and, you know, David Shaw is a very great coach. He's going to be in a position where even if he gets the opportunity to start a game or two here this season, we are not asking you to do anything for us, but to show us whether or not we need to address our quarterback in the next year's draft, unless we've traded for him by that time. That's it. And if you do that, then okay. 
I mean, we understand you're a 67 overall pick. And if you show us something, if you show the organization something within a limited amount of time, preseason game practice, if you get a regular season game here, there, then awesome. But with the players that were available on the board and with the fact that you traded up to get Nico Collins, if you believed in him that highly, if you believed in him that highly, then draft him at 67 because that would be your guy. That's my only beef with it. We got a lot to learn about this guy. We got a, we got a lot to see what he can do. We got to we really always have to take ourselves out of our fandom and what we think as narcissists and look at maybe what they thought and give it a chance. We all got to give it a chance. Now, if it bombs, then you're going to hear a lot of I told you so's. But if it works, then we have to, you know, at freezing cold takes on Twitter, the, the Twitter page that always finds your old bad takes. and You were horribly wrong. That's just what it is. But Houston feels like they got a guy that they like. And the quote that you mentioned about Nick Casario saying a lot of the guys that we had on our draft board were falling. You know what? Mom was going, trash was going. If they liked him, then you get him. Simple as that. Here's my take on Davis Mills not being good if we get to that point. John and listeners, what do the Houston Texans have to lose? This draft for Nick Casario and the Texans was more so about taking risk other than trying to get it right. Davis Mills is not a foregone conclusion that he's going to be the Texans' next franchise quarterback. He is just giving this team another option when they decide to move on from the, out of this Deshaun Watson era. That's all he is. If he doesn't pan out, you got to take a look at next year quarterback class. And, oh, let's not forget, whoever they get back in this Deshaun Watson deal, nine times out of ten, is going to be a projecting starting quarterback in this deal as well. So, once again, John and listeners, Davis Mills, this whole draft, like I just mentioned, was more so about risk than trying to get it right. And it just gives the Texans another option moving forward at the position. I will say this. If he's not a starter for the Texans, he's not a starter in the NFL. But we talk about options. We want to give you guys the best options available. And so with that being said, this episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule selection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced Limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10, that's why we talked about options, 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. It's all about the ladies. It's always about you guys. And Mother's Day is coming up. Get it for your fiance, get it for your wife, get it for your soon-to-be fiance, or get it for your hardworking, loving mother. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring she'll enjoy forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at bluenow.com. And you know what? In order to kind of pay for some of those rings, you know, they are reasonably priced, but you still want some extra money. Take a little bit of your check. Go to betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. Hello. You can track all the action at Bet Online. This week has a ton of sports action. The NBA right now, Luke is getting a tech for breathing. LeBron James is now pissed off at the play-in tournament. That's so much money you can make right now by betting on these odds and props for the games. Don't be on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in on the action, get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. 
Head to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's Bet Online, your online sports book experts. Don't forget to use promo code Locked On. Again, promo code L O C K E D O N, Locked On. If we're going to talk about who Davis Mills can possibly be in a year or two, what Davis Mills can possibly be in the year two. Why Davis Mills is here, I think it's fair to talk about why these players that were drafted can have an impact. Who are these players that can have the most impact? And I think day one starters possibly, or day one significant snaps, playing time type of guys, who are those guys that were drafted? Immediately, the best draft pick I think Houston snagged was Brevin Jordan, the tight end out of Miami. And right behind that is Nico Collins, ran a 4-4, 6-4. Does a very good job of attacking zone defenses. Very good job. And I can't wait to talk about him more throughout the week as we really get into a breakdown of the players that were drafted. But uh, I look at the fact that Andy Bischoff will now have a, a tight end kick that can be a real receiving threat, which will make him a little bit more comfortable with how he wants to implement his guys into the game plan. And day one, Nico Collins can really fight for a spot. You have Brandon Cooks. He's solidified. We haven't seen any of Isaiah Coulter for us to believe anything about how, you know, if he can be a dynamic, a dynamic player for this team. So we haven't seen it, you know, Nick Cassero didn't see much of him last year. He may not be a part of his plan for the future. What about Kiki QT? Where does he stand with this team? Randall Cobb, where does he stand with this team? Chris Conley was brought in. Amongst other receivers, where do they stand with the team? And does any of them have the potential to be as good as Nico Collins can? And maybe that's because we haven't seen Nico Collins in the NFL. and We've seen these other guys. But the possibility of a 6'4 receiver who can learn to work on some of his weaknesses, that could be good for the Houston Texans and whoever the quarterback will be. And when I look at Brevin Jordan, I'm excited about the possibilities of a Texan of a Texan tight end that can be dynamic for this team, which we haven't seen since Owen Daniels, which we mentioned last week in the top 10 best players drafted in franchise history. Brevin Jordan can be that. Whatever idea fans had of Kaheli Warren are now over with. It's done. You guys attacked us two years ago because we said this was a terrible pick when the Texans maybe should have drafted a defensive uh, back at the time. Whatever. Who cares what should have happened? But now what's going to happen is this time is done. And you're, what, three years now, two years now, however many years, Four catches for, what is it, 61 yards or something like that? Like, nothing at all. And we will have a, a presumably a tight end that can make things happen on the offense uh, in the passing game. And Houston brought back Farrell Brown for a reason. So if we're going to talk about who's going to get the most playing time or who could be the most dynamic, it may just be Brevin Jordan. We know Farrell Brown is going to get some playing time. He's a veteran that Houston brought back and you know he can teach Jordan a few things but he's more of the blocking tight end of the two you know and I think that is going to allow this team to run when they need to run if they get better at that position it starts with the front five of course but the tight ends will will be a part of that game 
run when they need to run. And in the passing game, can we get a dynamic player that can win one-on-one situations with linebackers? Do we think Brevin Jordan can do that? Well, let me tell you what I believe Brevin Jordan can do. Brevin Jordan can run a 4-6-40 with a 9-foot-8 broad jump, 30-inch vertical. That's what he can do. I like the I like the possibility of both of them contributing early on in the 2001-22 season. And main, mainly simply like this, Nico uh Nico Serio liked these guys. Traded up for one and had to take the other guy. He liked them enough to say, you know what, we gotta have him. Nico Collins had a great senior bowl, by the way. Guess who was at the senior bowl? You you looked that up. But, John and listeners, let's be real here. The Texans only drafted five players, and there's only two guys who are going to come in through and during their rookie season and actually have an impact on this team. We know unless they are forced to, I'm not expecting much, nor am I expecting to see Davis Mills this season. And as for Garrett Waddle and Roy Lopez, those two guys, nine times out of 10, they're going to be on special teams, especially for Garrett. And, you know, there's no disrespect to neither one of those guys, but they are also projects. And when you take a look at how deep they are at at the position, especially as a linebacker, we're not going to see neither one of those guys this year. So that only leaves Brevin Jordan and Nico Collins. And John, Brevin Jordan, look, this is a guy who studies some of the greatest tight ends. And of course, I'm going to stick with talents on one of the names that I'm about to mention. But this is a guy who literally has studied some of the most gifted tight ends in NFL history. He said that he modeled his game after Antonio Gates, Shannon Sharp. Dallas Clark and Aaron Hernandez. Now say what you want about Aaron Hernandez, but what you cannot take away from him is how great he was on the field. You know them, you know them boys that play down in Florida, they kill it on the field. Once again, you're talking about some of the greatest talents at this position, and that is what Brevin Jordan is. However, because he's going to be in a crowded position coming into this team, once again, you have Pharaoh Brown and John. There is not a reason that they brought back Pharaoh Brown. They brought back Pharaoh Brown because he is their best blocking tight end. And when you take a look at Jordan Akins, as I mentioned on yesterday, he's entering the final year of his contract. So not only is he fighting to keep his position in a rotation he's also fighting to prove that he is worth a contract extension unfortunately i don't think he's going to get that however with that being said when you take a look at nico collins look john listeners i know you guys have heard me say this a lot here on this show that the texans desperately needed to add size to their receiving core. And in my opinion, I do believe that is one of the reasons why we saw this offense kind of struggle the first couple of weeks of the regular season, especially when you take a look at those first four games when they went 0-4 because, and no, I am no way, shape, or form about to say that Nico Collins is going to be the next DeAndre Hopkins and he damn sure is not about to be the next Andre Johnson. However, the one skill set that he does possess that I like and that I know is part of the reason why he was ranked high on the Texans draft board is that he is that go get it receiver. It doesn't matter where you place the ball. 
once he get a step or two ahead of his defender, he's going to go get the ball, and that is something the Texans need. And, John, you can let me know if you agree with me or not, but I do believe at some point throughout the 2021 season, yes, I understand that we signed Chris Conley, but I will not be surprised if we look up, let's say, week five, week six, or maybe even after the bye, we look up and see Nico Collins starting alongside Brandon Cooks on that line of scrimmage. I will say this. I want to throw this out there really quick. The 2019 draft, Houston selected Kaheli Warren when they could have drafted safety Mike Edwards. They could have drafted safety C.J. Gardner-Johnson, your Saints player. And they could have drafted Julian Love. They really wasted a pick on Kaheli Warren. And I'm so happy that Houston will have a tight end that I believe can do much more with an offense than Kaheli Warren could in his three years in Houston. With every increasing number of makes like Fiat, Kia, and models like Pacifica and XT5, it is now impossible to stock all of your parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidated questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brand his warehouse happens to carry? Come on, guys, we can do better than that. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at your home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money that you can use for other important things like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50 or even 100 percent more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? For example, the Delphi FG 1456 fuel pump assembly for a 2005 through 2010 Honda Odyssey cost three hundred fifty three. 99 at advance a big chain store but it only costs 216.79 at rockauto.com chain stores have a different price tiering for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers rockauto.com prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices available rather than the changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or account login go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how do you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com today on the locked on today podcast the draft is over who really won who lost that's the question of the day. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You know, Cody, why didn't Houston really take a chance on a defensive end in this draft? I, I thought that, you know, throughout the entire draft process, I had Chris Quincy Roche. I thought Houston would take a look at him. Um, I thought that they would address the edge rusher slash defensive end position because right now they brought in and they have an influx of outside linebackers that presumably would have to, you know, make a switch over to defensive end. Jordan Jenkins is one of those guys. Uh, of course, what will, uh, what would Whitney Merciless be in this defense as a four, three uh, Jacob Martin, look at a guy like him. So they have guys that they brought in as outside linebackers, 
that Jonathan Grenard, by the way, is one of those guys out, out of Florida last year. They have guys that would have to make a transition at some point throughout the year, right? I don't think a lot of these guys should be called upon to drop back in coverages. Why didn't they find them a traditional defensive end that they could, you know, bring in in, in that fourth round, fifth round? Uh, why didn't they, you know, go get them one of those guys? I thought that was interesting that they did not. It's interesting when you consider the fact that we can sit here and ask why didn't they hardly draft anybody on that defensive side of the ball. However, with that being said, John, I'm not going to sit here and say that they did it on purpose because at the end of the day, neither one of us was in the draft room. And what I would say is, and I keep going back to this every time people ask me on social media, um, and every time I hear people you know, questioning why didn't the Texans draft at this position, why didn't the Texans um, take this player? All I can say is at the end of the draft, Nick Casario did reveal to us during his post-draft press conference that there were a number of guys during day two and at the first part of day three who came off the board really early. And he did not go into depth on whether or not those were offensive players or defensive players, but that is possibly the, mo the most logical reasoning behind why we saw the Texans do what they did during this year's draft. And like I mentioned in the first segment when talking about Davis Mills, you know, this draft was more so about taking a risk and also trying to develop a draft plan that can be successful in the years to come. Because let's face it, Nick Casario is going to be here, what, five to six years? If there's anybody on that personnel staff who is going to finish out their current contract, we can all bet our money. And when you bet, please go to betonline.ag. But we can all bet our money that that is going to be Nick Casario. This draft was not about getting it right. This draft was more so about, like he mentioned in free agency, trying to hit singles and doubles and not home runs. You know, I really understand that. I do. But somebody got to get after the quarterback. And there is not one elite, truly elite, double-digit sack guy on this team. So it's going to have to be done in, in many different ways. You're going to have to throw different things at offensive lines to get after the quarterback. And I do believe that, you know, if you're going to do that, you need to make sure that you have different kind of guys. You need to make sure that you have hand in the dirt guys. Interesting to see what Houston does with the outside linebackers that will transition more over to a defensive end role in the defensive ends that Houston have already on the roster. I'm John Sun Sports Guy Hickman. Thank you for checking out Locked On Texans today on this marvelous Tuesday, isn't it? By the way, if you guys haven't had the opportunity, I want you guys to take the chance, take the opportunity and time out to watch the latest Mortal Kombat and tell me why you think it sucks, because it does. And I'm going to take that and tell my coworkers why we all think it sucks. But again, follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans and like us on Facebook. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, it's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. You are locked on Texans. Your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.